Chad Conine from the Waco Tribune Herald. Chad uh, has the beat of covering the Lady Bears basketball team. And Chad, good afternoon. How are you? Hey, Tom. Hey, Garrett. Y'all doing good today? Doing terrific. Just Appreciate true. it. Chad, let's talk a little bit about uh, about the progress of Kim's team. And I know that there's been a lot made and for everybody, in fact, men, women, it doesn't matter uh, when it comes to to the COVID situation. But, man, they had a stop down. They had, you know, they went several weeks without really getting to to, to practice. And there were some, you know, games that were, that were canceled and postponed. But th- they seem to be clicking pretty good right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, that to have that first game back against Iowa State um, was uh, – I don't know, maybe worst-case scenario for them because of the way Iowa State plays. And they didn't really get – you know, and they were limited. I mean – you saw what a difference Dejan A. Carrington made and, and Caitlin Bickle made the other night at Iowa State. So, um, but you know they kind of bounced back from that and uh, you know picked up some good wins. And then I think Sunday was a challenge at Ames, and you know like I said, Dejan A. and Caitlin came through off the bench. I think they combined for 25 points off the bench, uh, and, and Baylor wins that game by eight. Now, uh, you know, the team in Baylor's rearview mirror now is West Virginia that I think is a game back in the conference standings or maybe only half a game back in the conference standings, but that's uh, also a a team that Baylor beat by 20, uh, you know, on their home court in Morgantown. So, uh, you know, I think Baylor is gaining momentum, and uh, I think that showed on Sunday. I didn't get to see all of the game on Sunday. We were traveling, but – it, it looked like I, I did see the last four, five, six minutes of the game. It, it looked like it was a physical basketball game, and, and, and Baylor stood toe to toe with Iowa State in, in what I thought was kind of a physical, at least a physical fourth quarter. Yeah, uh, and I think you know that benefits Baylor. What Baylor doesn't want to see is somebody getting loose and bombing them from three point range. Uh, that's something nobody wants to see in college basketball because that really is the X factor in college basketball. Is you know, if a team can pop up and hit it between a dozen and 15 three-pointers, they're going to be dangerous no matter who they're playing. But, um, you know, that didn't necessarily uh, – that didn't occur to me as I was watching it. But, um, you know, like I said, the big thing to me was how well Carrington played off the bench. And then uh, and then Moon, you know, it's a physical game. And then you look up and uh, one of the smallest players on the court has 15 rebounds. And But that's just, you know, because of Moon's head for the game and her athleticism. That's where I was going to go next is how impressive has the run that Moon Urson's been on? I mean, you have three uh, double-doubles over the in the past six games, and she didn't even come out against Iowa State. That's a difficult process. How impressed have you been uh, by her performance? Yeah, well, um, the first time in her career that she played 40 minutes in the game was January 2nd at TCU earlier this year, and now that's kind of become her role, and, and she is the player that you want with the ball in her hands on the offensive end, you know, uh, Dee might bring it up, but once she brings it up, she's going to find moon and, you know, moon's going to get the ball on the perimeter and they're not going to leave her open to shoot. They can't afford to do that. And so she's either going to get the ball to the post from there on the perimeter or, uh, or they're going to set a screen and she's going to go to the foul line and kind of float and hit that shot. And she hits that shot at a very, very high percentage. So that's, um, that's a real, you know, dangerous thing. Uh, you know, anytime you have a number two player that can score in three different ways and can find the post player, uh, that's, that's you know, that's a good thing to have in your arsenal, uh, whether you're in men's or women's basketball. But, um, 
you know, an interesting question now is can Moon make a push to be the Big 12 Player of the Year? And I think right now, you know, it's just kind of like in that territory of first-team all-conference. You know, I actually have, you know, a a vote in the Player of the Week each week, and and this week Moon was uh, was in that category. Um, So, you know, that's the kind of season she's having that that she would be in, in the conversation for Big 12 Player of the Year. They got Kansas tonight, and, and Chad, you know, let's be honest, uh, this is a program that, that the Lady Bears have kind of dominated. I mean, not kind of dominated. They have dominated. I think they're like 31-2 and two or something like that in their last right. 33. How do, and so this, obviously, for Kim and, and the Lady Bears, this game tonight, you know, and they all start 0-0, I understand that, but this game tonight seems to be a game about, this is about what the Lady Bears get done, not so much about their opponent. How does Kim keep them locked in, keep them focused, and say, hey, you know what, we've got to go do what we do and not pay attention to who we're playing? Well, I think, you know, um, it comes down to, are you playing your role, and are, are you taking care of the basketball, and are we finding the people that we need to find? Are we doing what we need to do with these possessions? I think that's what any good basketball team does, possession to possession. Uh, Kim said on her her pregame press conference yesterday that to don't look at Kansas Kansas's record, and that's a fair point, and that's something any coach is going to say. Um, but at the same time, you know, a few weeks ago when they lost to Iowa State in that first game back from their COVID interruption, uh, you know, the coach made the comment that there are teams that Baylor could beat without practicing. And but Iowa State wasn't one of them. Well, you got to think maybe Kansas is one of them, right? Right. And so they've had a, a full slate of practices. They actually, you know, I guess this week they probably they had, they're mandated to take one day off a week, and so I imagine they had Monday off, and then got in there and had full practices Tuesday and Wednesday, and then they have a Thursday night game tonight. So you know they're going to be all systems go. And what I really anticipate tonight is. Uh, you know, people like Jaden Owens and Jordan Oliver on the bench, um, Hannah Gusters, they're going to get a chance to show what they can do a little bit um, because this is going to be a uh, – I don't think it's going to be a close game. I don't think it will be within 30. So when you look at their schedule going forward, who has the best chance of, you know, maybe pushing them or, or beating them at all? Well, it's it's odd that they've gotten this far into the season without playing Texas, which – Texas is, you know, probably the number one challenger the entire time of this run that the Lady Bears have had, uh, and and they got, you know, Charlie Collier, who's was at least one thing I saw was she was projected to be the number one pick in the WNBA draft. Uh, they've not been real consistent this year, but you know, Baylor has three games left against Texas and West Virginia, two against Texas, one against West Virginia. Those are looking like the best teams in the conference uh, that Baylor hasn't played. Obviously, they played Iowa State twice already. Um, but you know, uh, I watched a, a little bit of the NC state Louisville game on, um, on Monday night. And if you want to talk about teams in Baylor's league and, and, and teams that could really give Baylor a challenge or Baylor could give them a challenge, I think that's who you're talking about at this point. And I don't think there's a team in the big 12 besides Baylor that kind of is in that, um, it's in that top grouping of teams that probably includes, South Carolina, NC State, Louisville, UConn, Stanford, UCLA, Texas A&M. 
Jed, we uh, we appreciate it, man. We look forward to reading the yeah. uh, the game story tomorrow morning in the Waco Absolutely. Tribune Herald or online. That's see, I'm gonna tell you right now, and I told Bryce this the other. <laughs> I am a I'm an online subscriber to the Waco Tribune. I love I love just grabbing you know grabbing the laptop and reading it when I want to, and, and it's there for me. And uh, I love that deal. I love that process. Well, uh, in that case, you know there'll probably be a story up there by 9:45 or so tonight. <laughs> so we'll be able to knock it out tonight. There you go, Chad. Thanks. Yep. I appreciate it. We'll see you tonight. Sure, sounds good. See you later. That's Chad Conai.